And joining me right now here on the phone line as he does every Thursday to talk sports, he's my good friend, Mr. 321. He's Tim Walters of the Florida Today newspaper. Cue his music. There's no I in team, but there is in Tim. How's bowling going on Monday then? (laughs) Not very good. I talk about it on my podcast. On my podcast. Podcast. I love it when a plan comes together. Tim Walters, how you doing today, buddy? Still waiting to thaw out here, Mark, but I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Dude, what was it on Saturday? Like 80 degrees? What happened? We we got one day? What was that? Yeah, it was strange to wake up Sunday morning with the air conditioning running and then to wake up Monday morning with the heater running. Uh, just Florida weather. If you don't like it, wait 20 minutes. It's going to change. <laughs> You're absolutely right, dude. Um, Super Bowl 58 is now set. It's coming up on February 11th. What do you think of this matchup? Because I thought the other two teams were going to be in the Super Bowl. How about you? Well, if you remember last week, I believe I said to you, Mark, I'm done picking against Patrick Mahomes. And so I was going to take him over the Ravens. And yes, I was correct there. And then I took the Niners. I just thought that they were a little bit better than Detroit. And clearly Kyle Shanahan's a better coach than Dan Campbell. I don't care what analytics say. I don't care how many times you think you should go for fourth down or not kick the field goal. You know, sometimes you've got to go with the flow of the game. Dan Campbell, you know, he did a wonderful job with that, with that uh, team this year, but they were just out coached and they got beaten because he made too many mistakes from the coaching position. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, they were entertaining games. I really enjoyed it. And I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl matchup, a rematch of four years ago. And, uh, you know, the, the best part is we have so many ties of it to Brevard County, Mark. What are the ties to Brevard County, Tim Walters? Oh, boy. So we've got all sorts of stories coming out this week on FloridaToday.com, Mark. Uh, one of them being that the Super Bowl coin is minted right there off of O'Galley Causeway, uh, Beachside, Melbourne. Uh, the, the Highland Mint has been minting the coin. for This will be the 31st Super Bowl in which they've had it, Mark. And uh, if you're wondering, uh, let's see, I've got to look up the stats, I believe. Of their coins, 17 have been tails and 13 have been heads. And all time, uh, tails leads heads. It's 30 to 27 there in Super Bowl history. But I talked to Vince Bobot, the executive vice president of the Highland Mint. He's also on my podcast this week. Uh, so you can hear that entire uh, interview on the State of Florida Sports podcast. And, uh, you know, he talks about how they ended up getting the coin, the process of, you know, making the coin, where the coin goes when they're done with it. And, uh, you know, he's been up to the uh, Hall of Fame to see some of the displays with the coins. So really cool stuff about the coins. So that is tie number one, Mark. Tie number two, this will be the fourth year in a row that a Super Bowl team will have a Brevard County, more specifically a Coco Tiger, on their roster. So starting at offensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs is Coco High grad Jawan Taylor, who uh, just signed with the Chiefs after spending his first four years in the league with the uh, Jaguars, yeah, and uh, his cousin last year, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, started for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Three years uh, three years ago, even though he was only on the practice squad, running back J.V. and Hawkins 
he got a ring with the Los Angeles Rams. And then four years ago, we had Jamel Dean with the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers. So uh, just all sorts of uh, cool things happening. You know, it's great to be a Coco Tiger. They're doing so well in the NFL, so four years in a row. Another time, Mark, is I also, this is my second guest on my podcast, but this kid's great. We have a 20-year-old kid. I call him a kid. He started out doing this when he was a kid. Now he's a man. His name is Frankie Ruggieri. And during the pandemic, he started a change.org petition to get the Super Bowl moved from Sunday to Saturday. So I check in with him every year now, Mark. He has 150,000 signatures of people who would much rather Super Bowl Saturday. So we have a little fun with him on the podcast. So uh, just all sorts of things, Mark. Brevard County, there's always a tie somehow whenever there's a big event. All right, before we get to Coco Football, I want to start my own change.org petition. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. This morning, I promised my coworker that I'd buy her coffee. I don't drink coffee. I know that scares people when they hear that from me. I can't have caffeine. So I don't understand pricing for coffee now in 2024. So I told her for weeks I'd get her coffee. So I finally cashed in money in the bank and bought her coffee. Do you know how much this coffee cost me this morning? Let's see. And, Mark, I, I don't go to coffee houses and buy them, but I'm going to guess somewhere around 10 to 12 bucks for one coffee. Here is what I had to order. I went through the drive through It was a medium iced vanilla latte with oat milk with an extra shot of espresso. I don't even know what that means. That's pretty much Klingon to me. What you're saying, $7.30 for a cup of coffee. Ridiculous. Okay, and I went to the kind of budget-friendly type place as well. Double D's, I'll call it that. Um, yeah, uh, how do you have that as an expense every day if you're drinking coffee for $7? How does this work exactly? Well, I mean, I, I wonder the same thing, not just for coffee drinkers, but for people who smoke cigarettes, if you see how much those cost. Oh, uh, it's even hard to, to drink a lot these days, Mark, because of how expensive that is as a habit. So all of these different things that people do that they don't necessarily need in life, uh, you know what, that's their discretionary and disposable income. God love them if they have it to spend it. You I, and I, we instead spend our money on video games and Transformers. That's, so, uh, that's I'm correct. I'm not sure if we're ones to talk. Sometimes I buy the <laughs> the off-brand Pop-Tarts. That's how uh, sleazy of a man <laughs> I am. Okay, It's the best. Strawberry every time. Now, remember, let me take you to this scene. So I'm in the car, and there's a guy drive through audio, and he's like, hey, what do you, what do you need this morning? Because, you know, everyone talks just like me. So it's me and my voice. <laughs> okay, like my voice. Uh, can I get a medium ice vanilla latte with oat milk with an extra shot of espresso? And there was a pause, and he's like, huh? Okay, all right. <laughs> and I had to do the... Uh, yeah, it's for a friend. Yeah, sure, sure it is, buddy. Sure, that's right. Is there coffee in this drink? See, I don't even have it. I have many questions. I don't get it. <laughs> I, you know, Mark, I am uh, the old school. I don't necessarily like coffee black, so I'm either and but I don't put sugar in it. So I'm either just gonna put a little cream or milk in it, or you know, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, it's getting a shot of Bailey's in it. But aside from that. My coffee, I mean, look, I, unfortunately, I'm, I'm an environmental destroyer because I do have a Keurig. 
But, you know, a little K-cup costs about 90 cents from a cup of coffee. And whether it be a little splash of milk or a little splash of Bailey's, my coffee probably costs a dollar and ten cents. So, uh, dude, and I only drink one cup a day. So I can't imagine having a seven or eight dollar cup of coffee every single day. So I was at the grocery store the other day. This is how I know it's officially happened. Cause I remember growing up. And by the way, we're here at Tim Walters of the Florida Today newspaper. Got to make sure I do that. So I remember growing up, you know, my parents are baby boomers, probably just like your parents. And I remember my dad telling me those stories like, Oh man, when I was a kid, There used to be the dime store and, you know, oh, you could get this for a quarter or this was a dollar. That was a big deal. I'm like, shut up, old man. I don't care about your stories, but it's finally happened. So I'm at the store, Tim, a pack, like a 24 pack of Coca-Cola is 1275. I remember when it was like $5. So it's finally happened. I've turned into my father. I need you to know this. Oh, I mean, I look at things in the grocery store all the time, and I just get completely discouraged when I see the prices of things. You know, it's like, how is something that three years ago cost two dollars and twenty five cents now cost six ninety nine? Inflation. What are you doing to us? Inflation. And by the way, it'll never go down in price. I don't know if you know this. It's pretty insane. But besides us turning into a political show here on a Thursday, um. Talk about the Coco Tigers, right? I'm sorry we went on that rant, but I had to get that off my chest. So thank you, Tim, for letting me do that. Um, you think about Coco every single year. There's never an off year. That's what boggles my mind. There's never like, ah, you know, we were okay. We had some injuries. We went six and four. No. State championship, runner-up, state championship, St. Java, runner-up, then constantly players going to Division One programs, and then every year, like you just said, four years in a row, there's a player in the Super Bowl. I I don't understand. What what is it exactly with Coco? You know, it's the craziest thing to think about, Mark. Is you had Juwan Taylor mm. and you had his cousin Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the same team. Oh. Their senior year would have been fall of 2015. They didn't win. Those two graduate, and then the following season, they do win a state title. I mean, it's like that's more than reloading when you have two guys who both leave for the University of Florida, future NFL prospects. They leave your team. I believe they lost in the state semis that year. And then the following year, you win the state title because you've been able to fill in for those two individuals. It is just the the talent that they get is is just crazy. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier for them. I remember – when that program was just, you know, in the absolute dumper, you know, they were, they'd win one game or no games. And then 20 or so years ago, they bring in Chuck Goldfarb, the former Merritt Island athletic director. They bring in uh, coach Odom, who the Merritt Island stadium is named after to coach Merritt or to coach Coco. And then coach Odom and Goldfarb, they lay down this amazing foundation there and then when coach Odom is is finally ready to retire he turns it over to his protege John Wilkinson who kicks it up a notch and wins three consecutive state titles and then Wilkinson decides he wants to you know go uh, elsewhere where his family is and you know closer to where he lives and so he leaves and then what happens Ryan Schneider comes in without missing a beat he's now got back-to-back state titles Mark what they do there it's oh. just incredible. 
and you couldn't be happier for a school like that. Just, uh, you know, one who used to be the underdog and now is just the, the absolute cream of the crop, one of the best there is. I'm going to say this also. You know, we talk about college football with NIL and, and players finally getting empowered. I want to say this. The coaches in Brevard County, they need to get paid a decent wage to be coaches. This is not an easy job. I know most of them, and they do, they all do a great job where they're coaches and then they teach at the, at the schools as well. But we constantly have turnover in this county where we don't have guys staying for very long. I hope these guys moving forward, and I know this is a tall thing I'm trying to say here. We got to get more stability with the coaches here in Brevard, and they got to get paid better. That's my rant when I run for mayor here in Brevard County. All right, why don't you know that? Well, Mark, it's not just mayor. You're going to have to run for governor yeah. because that's the only way we're going to revamp how coaches are paid, the money allocated to school, and all of those things. So, Mark, you want to run for governor? I will be your uh, vice governor, deputy governor, whatever it's Lieutenant. called. Because uh, what I see out of politics, and this isn't just about the current administration or even Florida, mm-hmm. when I look around the country and I look at both sides, red and blue, I think to myself, dear God, what are we doing to ourselves? Can we get some competency? So I think, Mark, you and I, maybe we do need to start a campaign, Moses Walters, 2026, for governor of Florida. <laughs> I like you hesitated. You're like, wait, what year is it? Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> uh, are you be All right, so I'm governor. You're lieutenant governor. That's what we're going with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I will ban $7 coffees in the state of Florida. That's what it'll be. <laughs> I think my other one would be like change.org. Is it, that's the site you said, right? Where the petition's on? Is that Correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Here's my other one. This is my other big uh, pet peeve where I'm a weirdo. I don't like watching people eat cereal either. It drives me crazy. Can't stand it. And then you start slurping the cereal. Ugh. I don't, look, I don't like people eat, drinking milk in front of me anyway. I, it freaks me out. Do you feel this way? I'm trying to figure out. What you're doing where you're hanging around people eating and slurping cereal. Is there a commissary that you hang out at? <laughs> you like how there's always, every couple of years, there's a new restaurant in downtown, whatever city you're in. And it's it's a cereal restaurant. You could order cereal all day long. It never works. Stop coming up with this idea. It's not going to happen. It won't be successful. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm giving you all my my thoughts today on these subjects, buddy. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got pitchers and catchers getting ready to report. Florida pulls off a huge win against Kentucky. But you know what? Mark's angry at people slurping cereal. Drives me crazy. Watch. Th- there'll be something where the uh, the CEO of Kellogg's is driving on 95 listening to this. Like, well, you know, I was going to give you this big endorsement, Mark. But you don't like the cereal slurping. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> It what? makes me think of that Seinfeld episode, Mark, where, uh, you know, uh, Elaine's trying to help that guy, Joel Rifkin, who's named after a serial killer, find another name. And, you know, he mentions a name and she's like, nope, next. And he's like, what's wrong with that name? And she's like, I knew a guy with that name. I sat by him in college and he would drink his coffee. And every time he would take a sip, he'd go, ah, ah, that's you with cereal. I know this guy, and he slurps his cereal, and now I hate that guy and the name, and I hate cereal, and I'm going to shake my fist at this class. I, I like cereal. I do. All right. All right. Look, I saw, you know, so I saw that Gators, that Gators game last night. I'm not kidding around. 
They were down four points with 20 seconds to go in regulation on the road at number 10, Kentucky, who they played well earlier in the season at the Odome. I still don't believe what I saw when you watch the video. Four points, 20 seconds to go, and they pull it off in overtime. What did you think of that Gators win? Yeah, you know, I was texting back and forth with a friend of mine who's a huge Kentucky fan, mm-hmm. and my, my parting text to him as I went to bed and there wasn't much time left in Florida was down, and I said, see, I knew they'd lose. And so I missed the exciting end and the overtime and read about it this morning. It was one of those things like, Wait, what? Yeah. I, they hit a, so 20 seconds ago, they hit a layup. They're down two. Kentucky gets the ball. And you're like, what? What is going on here? And I get college basketball, like, you know, this, it turns into a free throw contest, like, you know, back and forth, foul, free, but they hit some threes. And I, I'll tell you, I, I know I sound very cliche when I say this, but you're two of golden. They're, they look like a tournament team right now. I know there's many games to go here in the regular season, but. Hey, I that was a big win last night. Do you feel that way? Yeah, that's referred to as their first quad one win of the season, yeah. and things like that are what now help teams make it into the uh, into the tournament. So that was huge for Florida. They still have some work to do, but boy, coming off a game like that, and they're they're, they're a lot better than they were last year. You know, just as an overall team, some of the players they brought in from the portal and things like that. But it's just a uh, yeah, like I said, I, I was just stunned when I woke up and saw that win this morning, and that's so big for them because, Mark, we're only like, what, a, a month away from yeah. the tournament beginning. By the way, you're like about 12 years older, or you might be even older. I'm sorry to say this. You might be like 13 years older than the coach of Florida. Does that blow your mind? Wait, how old is he? I think he's early 30s. Oof. Ooh, I know. It's happened. <laughs> I know. Before I let you go, I got a quick game for you because Tim Walters, Mr. 321, he's getting in my car tomorrow, hopefully not to slurp cereal. We won't let that happen. We are going to be driving to Orlando. Tim's going to his first ever MegaCon event. Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. You know, Mark, I, I had known that one of the reasons I wanted to go was because, obviously, of Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, Optimus Prime and Megatron. But a friend of mine who's uh, she's a very big Star Wars nerd who she really wanted to see, I guess, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen yeah. of Star Wars fame are going to be holding a panel either Saturday or Sunday. We're going to be there Friday, of course. But then she started showing me some of the other people there. like the, And obviously I knew that you and I had talked about the Back to the Future lineup, including Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd being there. But most of the surviving people who were in Princess Bride including Carrie Elwes and Wallace Shawn, inconceivable. They're going to be there. I'm super excited about that, Mark. So uh, just, just seeing that. And there's also going to be a bunch of 90210 people, oh, yeah. which my wife is like their biggest fan ever. And she's like, oh, my God, you got to get a picture with Brandon and Brenda. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'd love to see what we can do. But she still watches that show on DVD regularly, Mark. Look, I know it's a family show, but Mark Moses wants a photo with Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty. That would be epic if I can get that going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, here's my game for you. We're going to do this real quick. I have pricing for some of these stars you just brought up. You have to tell me if you think it's over or under this dollar amount for an autograph or photo. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. The main person, Tom Hiddleston. I think that's how you pronounce it. Loki, 
from the Marvels movies. He is going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do you think getting an autograph from him is more or less two hundred dollars? Ooh, I was thinking one fifty, but two hundred. I'll still go with over. That is correct. His autograph price is two hundred and twenty-five dollars. How how much do you think to get a photo with him is more than two hundred and twenty-five dollars? Is it a photo and an autograph or just a photo? I think just a photo. Uh, let's see. I'll go $500. Uh, $260. Ah. You and McGregor, he will be there Saturday and Sunday. Do you think an autograph with him is over or under $200? Uh, I'll, I'll go with even. I'll say it is $200. You're incorrect. It's $249.99. Okay. And the photo is also the same price. Hayden Christensen, who played Darth Vader, over under his autograph is $100. I mean, I would imagine he should get the same as you and McGregor, $249.99. You are incorrect. $150. (laughs) Bargain basement for Darth Vader. Let's go to your boy, Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. I would just ask him family ties questions. That's what I would do, just to mess with him. All right. He's there Thursday and Friday. Is his autograph more or less than $200? Oh, I'd say more. That is correct, $229.99. For Michael J. Fox, that that's a bargain. But I love your idea of asking him family ties questions. Imagine saying, Alex P. Keaton was a huge Republican. What do you think of Donald Trump? Yeah. Imagine the look you'd probably get from that poor guy. Would you ask him Teen Wolf questions? Because I would. Oh. Oh. How about, what's that movie where him and, he's the actor, oh man, what's it called? I gotta look it up. Where James. Hollywood, something Hollywood. Yeah, Doc Holly, or yeah. What's that movie? That one, but I'm thinking the one where he, he, um, he goes to New York to job shadow James Woods, who's a police officer. Have you ever seen this movie? It's ridiculous. Um, I'll look it up. Christopher Lloyd. Over under w- over under one hundred dollars. Oh, I think over for Christopher Lloyd. That is correct. One hundred and twenty dollars. All right. Rain Wilson. Dwight from the office. Friday, Saturday. Over under eighty dollars. Over. That is correct. One hundred dollars. All right. <laughs> William Shatner, who was on the show. Over under one hundred dollars. I'd pay a thousand dollars. Okay, okay, then right, you've set the uh, <laughs> the new bar. <laughs> you only have to pay a hundred and twenty dollars. You can calm down. You can. <laughs> and finally, with Tim Walters, Tom Wilson, Biff from Back to the Future, over under fifty dollars. <laughs> under. That is incorrect. Sixty dollars. Well, maybe if he uh, signs my autograph, uh, you know, to Tim, you buttwad, then I'd take it. (laughs) And Biff, don't, what does he say at the end of the movie? Now, he's like, oh, I put the extra coat on right now. Now, Biff, don't screw me over. It's something like that. That's the line I think about. Um, Tim Walters, Florida Today newspaper. My man, thank you so much for your help, and I'll see you tomorrow. Well, I can't wait, Mark, because I'll be saying to you when I get in the car, Mark, transform and roll out.